This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So now Posey ranges away, and Ballinger throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, people, next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys, along with Joe Shasky, it's Mark Willard, uh, coming at you on the off day prior to the Giants uh, doing the uh, the Detroit two-step. So 60-61 and 61 after grinding out one of three in Colorado. And, Joe, I said it on the way into this series. I'm going to say it again on the way out. It's time for Brandon Belt to sit down. And this is not for punishment. This is because I believe – in all sports, there's a line that needs to be ridden, and that is we love it if you want to grind it out. We love it if you want to play hurt. We love it if you want to give it the old college try. Um, but in order to do that, that lesser version of you still needs to be better than who would replace you. And in this case, it's obviously not. After the bunt escapades late last week, um, then they went to Colorado and to me, I was surprised to not find out he was going to be on the IL as of Friday. Instead, he played two of the three games and went 0 for 8 with two strikeouts and could barely get to first base when he hit a ground ball. So that's all. He's not, he's not better than what his replacement would be, not even close. So to me, uh, I got you, Captain. You're hurt. You got to take a seat. For as bad as Joey Bart's first year's been, Across the board, his numbers look better than Brandon Belt's, which is a wild sentence to say, right? For as bad as this year was for Joey Bart, that's how bad Brandon Belt's been. I think as you juxtapose that with Buster Posey and how perfect the send-off was, although for most of us felt like he left a little too soon, very few of our favorite athletes go out on top, go out because it's on their merit or on their choice or their decision this feels like one of those ugly endings. Like, Mark, I, I, there's no other way around it. I've been one of his biggest detractors, and even I feel a tremendous amount of empathy for him. He's trying to grind it out. He's hurting the team. I mean, he's just not a good ball player right now when he's playing hurt like he is, and it sucks. The only way out is you need to literally save him from himself, and you need to take him off the list right now well, in terms of active it, it, players. It, it, it's funny because you and I have even had this conversation as of, uh, you know, toward the end of last year. I mean, Brandon Belt gets hurt. There are plenty of people who still think the Giants beat the Dodgers if Belt hadn't been hurt in the playoffs last year. His OPS was over 1,000 last year. I know he only played like 95, 97 games, whatever it was, but he was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. As of last year, I declared the Belt Wars over, over. 
And I still believe they are, because what I mean by that is looking back on his career, I believe the good outweighed the bad. Doesn't mean there wasn't bad. It just means the good outweighed the bad. But now you get a year like this, and it does to a degree kind of stir up, not the wars again, but sort of the way we look at his career as a whole. And it does feel like it's coming to a close. And I wonder if that is factoring in on this decision. If if Brandon Belt is sitting here going, look, I've got, because what do we got left here? About 40, 40 some odd games or so mm-hmm. uh, left in this in this season. If he's sitting here going, these are going to be my last games as a giant or hell, my last games, period. I wonder if that's weighing in on his decision to shut it down because he wants to put something else on tape for a new team or if he just doesn't want to go out this way. I get that. But if we're going to keep buying that the Giants have a sliver of a chance at the playoffs, <laughs> you you got to get out the way, man, because yeah. you just, you know, you, you, you can't do it right now. And he you admitted know. that with the bunt. Yeah. And, and not just that, just look how he's moving around, walking up to the plate. Look how he's moving around at first base. I mean, look, even the biggest belt detractor would admit the dude is an above average hitter and a great defender. Like, I I don't think that's up for debate. He's a great defender, but his mobility to the left, to the right, it's just not there. There were three or four different plays, little tweener choppers over the last week where he's in no man's land. And I'm thinking he's not even going to get back and cover the base. He's not even in a position to be able to field the ball. And it's, he needs to be, if he's going to play, DHing. But even then, at the plate, his bat doesn't justify it right now. Here's the no. other part, Mark. Like, wh- whether you like him or don't like him, you're going to look up, and they've been a- in San Francisco since 1958. He's a top five first baseman in the oh, 65 yeah. or so years, no matter how you break it down. You want to do the metrics. You want to do the championships. You want to do individual success, team accolades. Like, he's going to be in almost everyone's top five. No, he's not Willie McCovey, all right? He's not Orlando Cepeda. And for a lot of people, he's not going to be Will Clark. But I think for a younger generation, he's their version of a Will Clark in the sense that he manned that position for over a decade during the winningest time since they've moved to San Francisco. He gets credit for that. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Absolutely. And he's never beloved like a Will Clark. There's no doubt. I mean, that was my heyday uh, coming up. That was my favorite player as a kid. This never felt like that, but I'm with you. Dave Fleming said something to you on your show today that caught my ear, even though it was just kind of a one, one-off innocuous sentence. But you guys were talking about it, and he goes, look, Brandon Belt's been a great giant. And and it was the same sentence I used last week. It set Dibley off. It, it turned into an entire discussion. I could not find one caller or texter to agree with me that he's been a, quote, great giant. Everyone was like, oh, he's a good giant. And and I'm thinking, man, where, where does our bar go? Yeah. He's frustrated us many times i get that but he's got 175 
career home runs as a giant, an OPS north of 800, elite defense, as you've discussed, and two rings. Where on earth do we get the gall to say that this is just kind of like, eh, he's overrated? Um, it has not been perfect. It's been injury riddled at times and therefore frustrating, but holding a position down for a decade and winning two championships, my gosh, I'm going to take that every decade of my life. Well, you referenced the two championships. Most people are going to instantly go his high water mark, the 18th inning home run against the nationals glorious. I'm going to remember him for the World Series in 2014 when no one could hit, and he actually stepped up and batted north of 400. He was fantastic in that World Series, and they don't get a World Series, whether you want to talk about the 2012 one or the 2014 one, without Brandon Belt. He absolutely gets credit for that. He is a great giant. Was he overrated, underrated? We could scream till we're blue in the face at this point. I think a lot of people have cast the sins of the front office on Brandon Belt, their inability to land a free agent power hitter, a right-handed power bat that could sustain for a long time. People use that as an example to chastise Brandon Belt. He was miscast as a middle-of-the-order guy. For me, I wish they would have had a traditional four-hitter, and he would have been in that 6-7 role, and I think we look at his entire career differently. Yeah, it always comes – that's a great point because it always comes down to that. You know, if you want to talk about busts, disappointments, whatever, it's all through the lens – of what were you hoping them to be and what were they asked to be? Mm -hmm. You know, like this is a famous NFL conversation through the years with Reggie Bush. Was Reggie Bush a bust? I don't know. If you take him 10 picks later, you're overwhelmed by how successful he was as opposed to being the number two pick when we were told before the draft he was going to be Gale Sayers. So, you know, like it. that's a great way to look at Brandon Belt. All in all, um, a, a wildly successful career and probably the fourth best first baseman in the history of the franchise. Very decorated two rings. So I will defend the career of Brandon Belt anytime, but I'm done defending right now. Yeah. Right now, and, and again, this is not a rip job. I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to help, and he, th- he sees himself as the leader of this team. And it's been a wobbly season that is on life support, and he's trying to be there for his group and or put something good on tape for free agent conversations next year. But the bottom line is, is two things happened over the last week. A, you did not perform. Mm. And then B, you waved a white flag. That, mm. Like to me, that bunt with two strikes, I'm not going to get so mad at the decision. I'm going to get upset because of the message that it sends, which remains unacknowledged at this hour. The message was, I can't get a hit off of you. I can't get a hit off of you. That and was the Zach Gallen, Right, and yeah. Zach is a good pitcher. But you can't have, I can't, in the middle of your order with two men on in the, in no. the seventh or eighth inning. You can't do that. So if you can't, got to go find someone who can. And what stinks is that it, it coincided with Ruff leaving. And I know they're going to try J.D. Davis or maybe Lamont Wade or heck, we might see Jock Peterson at some point play a little bit of first base. Yep. But it coincided with their other guy who could be an option to spell him bouncing, you know, in a trade for four players. And so they, they've just got to try something different. I mean, they, they can't do this to the guy. The thing that I've become more empathetic with over the years is athlete X gets hurt and we ah this bum can't stay healthy. You don't think he wants to stay healthy. You don't think this guy wants to keep playing the game that he loves. Like I've become much more um, 
little heartfelt, at least when it comes to these guys and seeing it through their prism. And I just, anybody, whatever you love to do the most, if your body starts to give up on you, I, I get my, my barber, for example, he's getting up there. He's in his seventies. He's got arthritic hands. He can't cut hair anymore. He loves to cut hair. He cannot cut hair anymore. His body is giving out on him. That's sad. It's the yeah. same thing that's happening right now for Brandon Belt. His body's giving out on him. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, he's turning 35 next year. Uh, you got the two rings. Um, you know, you've got, you, as we said, you've got a great career. Um, and, and, and certainly he's been uh, handsomely paid for it. And so I don't think it needs to be one of those things uh, where it's some sort of a slam job on the way out the door. I think no. Brandon Belt's Giants career is just about up. And um, and unfortunately, if uh, if this is as healthy as he's going to be for the rest of the year, I think that you – I think you shelve him. And, uh, and if need be, you know, we'll see you on Fan Appreciation Day to be activated for one day and, and get your standing O – and uh, put your captain hat back on at the end of the day. If that's the way it's got to go, that's the way it's got to go. But at least for another week or two, while there is some math that 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 puts the Giants in the playoffs, uh, you got you got to get somebody over there who's ready to swing the bat. You owe it to the rest of the guys in that dugout. You owe yep. it to the entire front office. You you owe it to all the fans. There's no doubt about it. And look, his day will come. Brandon Belt's going to get on that wall of fame and he's put his 10 years of service in. He is a fan favorite for a large segment of the fans. Don't listen to just the vocal, you know, minority guys like myself who used to scream to the high heavens about him. Yeah, absolutely.